Hey, I'm Danny Belvin. And I'm Danica Brown. And we're biracial unicorns. And it's the year of the tiger, not the Tiger King. Yes. I still have not seen Tiger King, for one. Um, you were, you're so pure. I'm so and pure. Un- and I'm untainted. So <laughs> but for two... Year of the Tiger, it's not quite Year of the Tiger yet, but I'm excited because, and you're going to hate this because you hate when I talk about how old we are, but I love talking about how old we are. (laughs) Because the Year of the Ox, we're both ox, Mm -hmm. and it is bad luck to be in the year of your sign. So that means things are looking up for us because it's no longer Year of the Ox. Wait. It's bad luck? It's bad luck. Until you're 60. When you're 60, then it's good luck. What the hell? Yeah. This whole, this whole, that explains. That's why I've been wearing jade all year. I keep those evil spirits away. Girl, why did you tell me when I'm like, my house is falling apart. I don't know what's going on. It's because it's the year of the ox, but get ready. Things are about to look up for us. But my husband's the year of the tiger. Oh, shit. <laughs> we're, we're six months apart, right? Because he's January. Mm. So we're, we, we just crested over to 86. Huh? Yeah. Is my, is my husband a tiger? Hold on. Because he's January as well. He's January. But like super early in, tra- yeah. in January. So I mm-hmm. don't think. Yeah. No, he is. Oh, he is a tiger. Oh, fuck. These see, and this is what happens when oxes lie with tigers. This is what happens. It's dangerous. Oh, you knew it was dangerous. dangerous. I, I knew it, but we just couldn't help ourselves. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, the show's done. It's done. I'm over. It, we can't get any better than that. That's perfect. <laughs> That's absolutely perfect. Oh, All man. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> we are oh, into the new year. We are. And so we wanted to do a bit of a wrap up of the year. We usually do some sort of wrap up slash listener appreciation slash something to commemorate the end of the year, the beginning of a new year and all the things. So we wanted to do that. But this year is it's it's a strange year. It, yes. I, and I feel like we say that every year, but it's becoming more and more true. I think time doesn't matter anymore. We're living near the event horizon of a black hole. So sometimes it feels like time is so fast. And sometimes it feels like 2021 was like four years long. Yes. You know, I went back and had just a cheeky little listen of our last year, just kind of like peck through it a little bit. And that was kind of the similar thing of like, time doesn't matter, really. It's, it's, and it, it is so picked in on where you are in life and who you are and what you're doing depending on how time actually feels Mm -hmm. that it's like what what does it matter to anybody for some people it is just creeped by and we feel like it's been seven years and one and other people still are saying 2020 and i'm in that camp i'm still saying 2020 oh i'm still saying 2020 i was like because i label everything we put in the fridge right so it's putting the label on something the other day and i legitimately wrote 2020 on it and i was like no 
that is incorrect. <laughs> and I'm like, what year is it? Is this right? I don't like it's so yeah. bizarre. It's so bizarre. But at the same time, as we were looking back on the year to talk about what has happened, these things, it feels like a million years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, just in us for, for our show, we've, we've had 29 full episode, 26 minisodes. And within that, we've had bonusos, we've had toolkits, we've had book and movie reviews, we've had tangents and feelings. And we, we've just, it's been a wide range. I was just looking at just our content over the years and the amount of listeners that we've had. And it's just like, how did we fit that all in a year with work? And a pandemic and it's it was huge it, it made I don't know it gave me the warm and fuzzies it's like wow like things are still being done word is getting out there art is being made and it, it was it it gave me like a little bit of pride but it also just shocked me of just how much you can fit into a year of you know 50 odd something weeks I'm like holy cow that's intense yeah yeah 52 weeks so I guess we should we should get into it. We should dive yeah. right in. Do we want to work backwards or do we want to work to the present, starting with the insurrection? Girl, you already know. Like the facts. So I remember us <laughs> last year being like, you know what? We don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, love each other. Take care. Be safe. I remember we were very, it was so tender. January 6th. This shit is popping off. I was like, what did we just say? Did you not listen? I mean, how that that set the tone for the whole year of the of whatever the attacks on the Capitol. That's insane. Yeah. And it's it's crazy that that was just a year ago. Like, it feels like I feel so removed from it. But I also like, I don't know. To the, the passage of time is so strange this year. And the fact that, yes, people have gone to jail. But I, I'd, yeah, <laughs> there was like a news story about someone who was like, yeah, I'm going to use that time to like get fit. Just like, uh, <laughs> there's like so much I don't like here. <laughs> that is so icky. Like, it's, I don't use that. I don't throw that word around very I'm much. I'm going to lose a lot of weight because the, the food they serve is gross, so I'm not going to eat it. That's so icky. Like, it's the definition of ick. It's so gross. I, ew. <laughs> I don't, I think the fact that we still don't even have, like, we just keep saying January 6th. Uh, maybe that's what it's going to be called, but we, I think it's still so relative that we don't even have a name for it yet. Oh, I, don't. I, I feel like capital insurrection is... Is that the t- the official? I don't think? think there's an official term, but I think you say that and half the people are going to know what you're talking about. The other half, the people are going to know what you're talking about, but get mad at you. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, there was something about watching that at the very top of the year and just being like, what kind of bull is the rest of the year going to have? And this mm. is how we're starting. And let me tell you, 2021 did not disappoint no. i mean yeah because i mean it's crazy because a few weeks later we had the inauguration of the new president and new vice president and it was just january was already a whirlwind last year it's true and it's funny because you look back and people had such high hopes about they the did. world and i don't think i had high hopes but maybe i did well you know i think after that we're like okay Turning a corner and high hopes are very different things. That's very true. different. 
the very, very, I, I stand, I stand by that. But I can't think of anything both in the science field, globally, politically, pop culturally, where we didn't have things that were very monumentous. You know what I mean? Like it was just, it was just huge. It was absolutely huge. Um, I mean, even just politically, we had apparently, and I have mixed feelings about that, where we, we finally got out of Afghanistan, which, like I said, that, that withdrawal, I have, I have thoughts about. It's still crazy to me to think that we have had things like some of the major court cases we've had, the Olympics. I'm jumping around, but like we could literally sit here and talk about any of these major things that we're like, huh, this this took over the entire year. Yeah, the Olympics. We did a whole episode on the the Tokyo Olympics and we're gearing up for the next the Winter Olympics now. But I mean, of course, COVID. <laughs> and- I was trying not to give her too much attention. Yeah, I know it's hard, but it's interesting to think about how last year we were so, like, there was hope, right? Because, Mm -hmm. like, the vaccine was coming out. It felt like there could maybe be not an end. I don't think either of us thought it was going to be over, but we're like, well, you know, maybe I'll be going back to my normal life, we say, as both of us have been inside our houses for hundreds and hundreds of days um i i didn't see this i because we were talking about actually in the episode that i i nipped into about it's on its way it's on its way 2021 a vaccine is on its way and i did not foresee the pushback why didn't i not see that I, i feel so silly when i listen back about like i said the 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 turning, the turning the corner, right? The turning the page of like, yeah, of course there's going to be some bumps in the road. I had no idea that we would once again have this massive chasm between vaxxers and anti-vaxxers and this being such a, a pushback and a, such a dent in the workforce of people who feel like they don't, they shouldn't be made to get the vaccination. That, I knew there'd be a few nuts who didn't want to do it. Like, I understand. Like, I, I get that. There's always people, people who don't want to get the flu. People, There's always people who don't want to get the vaccinations. But, I, but the sheer amount, I was not prepared. I did not foresee that. I did not. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't even tell you what I first saw or not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we knew these variants were coming. We knew that our lives would be complicated. And it's still two years into this pandemic, I still feel like have these moments where I'm like, what What am I doing? Like, is this real yeah. life? Am I in the matrix? What's happening? I know. Anytime I go and tell my family, oh, guys, I'm washing masks. Everyone's masks in the bag. I got to wash them. If it's very like, is this just the rest of my life? Is like when my daughter has, you know, goes to college, it's, it's going to be, oh, yeah, I actually grew up where we didn't wear masks. And it's going to start being their marker of like, were you born during a time where you didn't have to wear masks? And that gets me sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, all these these global things also. But I think. I think there there were some wins there were some wins in in 2021. Like Juneteenth became a national holiday this year. That is that a win? <laughs> I'm asking for. I'm asking for a friend. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> no, I mean, no, at least yeah. it's something. Yeah, it's a uh, to me. It's I guess in my mind, it's it's a nice gesture, and I do I do see it, and I sometimes my saltiness 
sometimes gets in the way of things, but it's nice for it to be recognized when things like we can't seem to finally get Columbus Day off the calendar. So when you think of that in conjunction to that, then then that is that is very, very positive. So. Yeah, there was the whole Megan and Harry sit down with Oprah. We talked about uh. that, too. In relation to what we talk about on the show, I think the visibility there was really important. Well, it was. I mean, it was kind of twofold with that, um, with Meghan Marple and also with the Olympics with um, Simone Biles. Simone, like, yeah. Yeah. Talking about mental health, especially in pertaining to women of color. So even though these things would technically some people would put like in pop culture necessarily, there were really huge strides for mental health, particularly for women, particularly for women of color. So I thought that was actually a very important thing to talk about, like depression and and being in dark places about how you're feeling about your life. And I, I thought it was really important. I, re- I, re- I really did. I, that's still, the, ugh, I still can't believe this was this, all in this year, though. That's nuts because we did mm-hmm. talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, supply chain. <laughs> Girl. Girl. We, I, <laughs> I see it as a blessing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like one little nick down in capitalism. I know that makes. <laughs> exactly. So we were actually, we were at Costco the other day and we were really shocked at how stock they were, right? Mm. We're like, oh, what are they talking about the supply? Like the supply, the, when we got home, we realized how many things that they didn't have. And I'm like, oh, they just have a lot of a few things and it makes their shelves look really, really full. Yeah. And I'm like that. And, and I'm just, and I'm going back at the times where I've had to do like the family shop or whatever. I'm like, you're right. They have a lot of the same thing, but the little kind of niche specialty things you just don't get. And I mean, and they're talking about in order for the supply to be back to where it needs to be, it's thousands upon thousands of drivers and workers they would need to supplement that to get that back to normal supply standards. And I'm doing Mm -hmm. all the air quotes for those who can't see. I just, that's crazy to me. It's absolutely crazy to me. Yeah, it's, it's very much rooted in, in the excess that we have here in the U.S. And I think, you know, it's it's the double-edged sword. I, I, I joke a little bit half serious about <laughs> seeing it as a blessing because I do think we often have this preoccupation with having too much and having too much choice. And of course, I like it. I like to be able to have my choice of what I'm getting and to have it available right away because that is, unfortunately, the society that I grew up in. But I also do recognize that they say this is going to cause higher inflation. Um, And of course, who is going to bear the brunt of that, right? It's, of Mm -hmm. course, the people who cannot afford to bear the brunt of it will be the ones who are who are most impacted, unfortunately, because, you know, if billionaires are flying into space, like, girl, you they already... can get whatever they want. <laughs> you know what? Billionaires going into space this year put me in the foulest mood. I don't I can't even. Expl- so we talked about Mars. Everyone knows how I feel about Mars. And then. <laughs> Everyone knows I feel about Mars. And then it feels like not even a few weeks later, they're talking about just sending people who could afford it to the moon. And I was just salty that we have, that some people live in that kind of world where they're just like, well, I can do anything I want here on Earth. I might as well go to the moon. Like, I just, I mean, I guess William Shatner going into space for a few minutes was a bit adorable. I'll I'll give it that. But like, not a fan. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, 
he's a Did you hear it. that they had asked Tom Hanks to be that celebrity? And Tom Hanks was like, sure. And then they're like, oh, but you have to pay your own way. And then he's like, never mind. <laughs> That's right, Thomas. That's right, Thomas. Like, That's a waste of money. Never mind. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. He's like, I got kids. I got grandkids. <laughs> also, like in Apollo 13, didn't they actually fly up and like those weightless scenes were actually weightless? So he's already he's already yeah. experienced zero G. Yeah. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he honestly, I was afraid for Shatner. I'm like, guys, Shatner had a hard life. Like, you can't be doing zero G on that body. Like, that's not body shaming whatsoever. That's just re- game C's game. Like, you can't be doing that. Y'all, like, that was a high risk thing. Y'all need to calm down. I don't, I don't know. It just, it just feels like a lottery. It, it just feels like, you know, you're. <sighs> The rich are just so bored that they can go into space when we have, you know, I remember last, was it the winter where Texas power grid gave out and people's yes. homes are flooding and collapsing and freezing over. And we're just like, there is a horrific power crisis going on in Texas. It cannot withhold the pressure and the the strain that we're putting on it, you know, Climate change, it does feel even more so, and it, it's felt like this to an extent every year, but I think the last year has felt very much like a point of no return when it comes yeah. to climate change. And yeah. I, I know, once again, we did a full episode on climate change this year, <laughs> but I, it's hard to not feel cynical about the year and about the future. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm there. So where I live personally, and you know, and because we we talk, the summer where I lived had record breaking heat. I mean, people dying in these streets. It was insane. I remember telling Danny, I'm just like, I once again, I hope I have power because it's frying out people's lines. Water pipes are bursting everywhere. Here we are, six months later. I where I live again is having record breaking snow that they have not had in like decades. It is crazy i literally live in a place where we've had that extreme within a six-month window and it's hard not to look at the world and be like what we have done cannot be undone and how are we going to live in this new reality and what can we do now and why aren't more people more alarmed and moved to action about how can we how can we better prepare because it's just going to be more of these extremes like Mm. it's just this is reality what are we doing about it? And it just, uh, it's it's a hard not to live with that. We talked about like that that uh, eco anxiety a little bit, and I yeah. think something from that episode has really reigned true in this year. I think more those people who are already feeling it, feeling feeling it more. Those people who don't, I think maybe they're getting a little a little shock to the system. I don't know, but I definitely think that the environmental anxiety thing is very real. I've I've felt that very heavy this year. Yeah, yeah, I. I also feel it pretty heavily. And, you know, between that and COVID and the the systematic dismantling of democracy. And yeah, there's a lot. It's a lot this year. It was. What was it about uh, Facebook had a lot of hiccups this year? This was not the year for Facebook, was it? Oh, girl. I don't even fucking care about Facebook. I know it's it's your favorite topic, but I'm, I'm what I'm thinking of what it's representing is social media's 
between a lot of people talking about council culture, well, once again, we did mm-hmm. an episode, plugity plug, plug, plug. A whole plug. month of episodes on yes. cancel culture. Yes. So if you want more of that, go back and listen to that. We had the Facebook files that were released. We had the the Facebook shut down. What was it? For a couple of hours? Or some like it actually completely... Uh, I think also Instagram and there was another social media platform. It all kind of just went womp womp for a couple of hours and the world was shooketh. Mm. They were, people were mad, mad. And I think that kind of, at least to me, that put a microscope on guy. We are so codependent on these platforms, on these servers. And we should be really scary about that monopoly that Facebook has or whatever they're trying to label themselves now as is meta or whatever it is. Right. But it's it's concerning. Yeah. I would say I'm over tech bros and everything related to tech bros. So no, I, no, I'm no. saying, yeah, not, not just bros. Facebook, but like <laughs> cryptocurrency. You don't want to go mining? I'm done. You don't want to go mining together? A little mining date? <laughs> like a little... Little cyber mining. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. It all feels like escapism to me, and it feels like buying into the capitalist mentality. I like. I know it's like moving away from the U.S. dollar and all this stuff, and kind of trying to push back on that. But to me, it's like reinventing the system with the same system is never. It. it that's not the future that I want. <laughs> So mm, it, it does feel like a very lateral move, doesn't yeah. it? it? It does feel very lateral. And maybe because it's and maybe that's just my own ignorance. But the more I read about it, the more it does feel very lateral. I don't understand it. It still feels very privileged. It still very feels very if you're in the know, then, you know, and you'll be quite successful at it. I don't deny that getting away from the U.S. dollar is something I think will ultimately benefit. But like you said, as long as we have these systems in place that are going to be ran by the majority, and that same majority is then switching to the non-dollar, it doesn't really, really matter. It's just different ships, you know? And I would love to be wrong. I would love, 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 love to be wrong. So, But once again, that's over time. And who's to say in six months uh, I'll, I'll be eating a big old steaming pile of crow? I would love that. But as of now bros enjoy enjoy your time i don't i don't i know how that's probably the nicest way i could possibly say but enjoy your mining (laughs) (laughs) nft is not for me (laughs) not kind of that girl i'm I'm saying you don't want that set of no scrubs you don't want tech boys yeah bros it's true it's true i do not So I don't that that's so much in the year. So we we mentioned a lot of the episodes because I feel like this year we have we've tried whether we meant to or not very current with what was going on. We always say that was a show that we're not necessarily aimed to be crazy current, but just because of the year it lent itself, we were. So were there any any shows that you really enjoyed doing or you found really challenging? So early in the year we focused on doing these toolkits and having kind of themed shows for for the month around a a central idea. And I really enjoyed that in theory a lot. I thought that that was nice. It gave us a little bit more room to, to breathe with some of these large topics. But I would have to say my favorite episode of the year was the Minnesota on Mars. 
is it is it hands down like hands down yeah <laughs> yeah i just like just thinking about it makes me want to laugh and and i feel like that really speaks to what we needed this year we and we covered a lot of heavy topics and we you know we we did it in our our way which is pretty serious but also not too serious but i think i think just the joy of the Minnesota on Mars is something that I just want to bottle and like keep with me. Mm, I do like that one too. That one's a good one. And I, I would say on the other end of that, the most challenging episodes, and I found a lot of the episodes we did were challenging in large part because of the the breadth of what we were covering. And I think for me, if if there was a challenging episode I would want to revisit, it would be the settler colonialism episode. I felt like the topic was just so big. And for me, I would like turned into like a lot of me ranting, <laughs> which I think now that ranting is a little out of the system. And maybe it's a good one to revisit. Mm-hmm. How about you? Favorite or challenging episode? Uh, shoot. Uh, favorite? You know what, I when we decided to do the mini-sodes, because we didn't start out right away doing the mini-sodes, I was so thankful that we put them in because they were a breath of fresh air. And I think, once again, when we talk about such heavy topics, it's always good to see that these heavy topics are not talking, like these are not two witches on a, on a hill judging the world, though I do have a picture of us sitting <laughs> on a hill judging the world. Um, that that that's not that's not it like there's there's so much love and so much passion and so much desire to want to better our not just our lives but those around us and i think having those creeps of nerdy geeky just joy just joy in our mini so it's always you know always puts a smile on my face uh, i really enjoyed our bell hooks day mm, i yes, really uh, love our bell hooks talk day. about a fucking huge loss of 2021 it got in right right at the end and it it just sucks you know it just it just sucks it's actually really inspired me which which i'm sure we'll talk later about what the show will look like in 2022 but it's i i'm so glad we got to do that day while she was alive i know she was never going to listen to it but i think for us just seeing you know appreciating who she is in the present like not nothing's in past tense Mm-hmm. in that episode and i really love that and we we were just very honest and we got to fangirl about someone that was very very important and i hope somebody who had never heard of her got to hear about her and pick something up and the thought of that makes me really happy yeah yeah no that's a great pick i love that one and shoot uh our toolkits i loved i found them challenging yeah to try to make sure that they were focused and useful. Turning something that's just listening content as opposed to something that can be used, like I said, as a tool takes a lot of conscious effort, I think. Well worth it. Don't get me wrong. But, oh, I'm trying to think of one. Uh, I think, speaking, oh, here we go. One that I wanted to rant on, but you, you can't. Critical race theory. I mm. found that one challenging because of my raw emotion towards it. Yeah. I was, I was, I felt, I still feel very in my feelings. I still feel very raw about that topic because I feel like it's such one of those linchpins, you know. It is, yeah. It's such a linchpin in growth and change uh, for people. It's so, 
is so essential. And for me, when I can't see how other people can see why we desperately need that, I get absolutely devastatingly heartbroken. And so and we talk about when you're in this kind of work, it's good to have passion, but sometimes these big feelings can sometimes, you know, actually be counterproductive. Yeah. I can say someone who's like I said, done this for a very long time. And I can see times where I have let my emotions, my feelings, my passion, my own experience really kind of hurt me mm. in that, in that and really hurt not hurt the cause, but you know, in retrospect, yeah. You know, it, it really became a quicksand. And that's what it feels like. It's very real. I'm standing in it and I'm thinking of it and I am struggling and I just makes me sink furthermore. I think I could probably be in a place where I might be able to have a little more solid bearing and give more information and go more in depth in the way. But critical race theory was still, girl, I was in my feelings. I'm still, <laughs> and it's hard, but I, def- I would love to kind of go back there and be armed with a little bit more confidence as opposed to rawness. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is something we encounter often on the show. And that is why, you know, we make make no promises about what the show is, but we can tell you that it's, we aren't experts and we aren't perfect. And we're just trying to share information and create a community of belonging for us. And hopefully we don't ostracize too many people in the process. And and I think something I've been thinking a lot about and Perhaps if I were to listen back to even episodes from this year, I would encounter is I think I've I'm I'm trying to figure out that world, that line where it's not just the oppressed and the oppressors. Right. I think that it's easy. That's the easy way to categorize the world. And I think that is an issue with critical race theory from both ends, from mm-hmm. from people who oppose it and people who like understand what it is and think that like teaching about race is important. I think in both camps, you encounter people with, with that mindset and that is a big danger. And so that was something like we didn't really talk about too much in the show that I think is a is a different way of looking at it. And so I, I'm right there with you. I think there's like more that can be said about a lot of things we've already said. <laughs> What's difficult? You know, it's I think it's interesting of having two mixed women who talk about living in this life of duplicity and living in the gray that these topics we talk about also happen to have a lot of gray. And that you that is hard. Mm-hmm. That is the work. That is challenging. Because how do you get in an hour to talk about these massive topics that some people might not have heard of? Because we talk to our unicorns, but we're also talking to co-conspirators, people who who want to make a change, people who are actually trying to do the work and learn. And so you're trying to desperately get this information. I'm like, all right, here's the basis. Here's the beginning. You know, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, I, I, how how do you even begin with that? So you have to kind of lay that basic groundwork. You just can't go in with the gray and like. Well, you know, there's also a slide and it's not as easy as, you know, oppress and oppressors. It's not that simple. How do you even begin that in, you know, in a nice, neat, packaged, well-edited hour? Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think there's a lot there, too, about the intersectionality, right? And we we Mm -hmm. talk about this a lot. And to bring it back to Bell Hooks always, like Mm -hmm. Bell Hooks lives in that intersectionality, talking about all the things and trying to recognize and carry all these cups at the same time. And I think that is something that 
that we embody in the show, we try to embody in the show, and we definitely recognize within our our listenership. Like there are people who can relate to what we're saying because they share common things with us, but that the you know all the intersections are different, and they're different for each individual. And recognizing that the points of view we're bringing to the show are uniquely ours. Like no one's intersectionality is exactly like mine Uh, or exactly like yours and trying to find the commonality between our experiences and the experiences we're talking about. And with with that, I kind of want to bring up sharing people's experiences and how even though we might have this commonality of being mixed that no people are alike and and with inviting people to join us in that and recognizing that, we would not be where we would be without other unicorns sharing their experiences, their intersectionality, how they feel and their lens. And from time to time, we, <laughs> Danny and I, <laughs> will share of like, we don't want to be screaming into a void, right? You know, we, we do a lot of prep. And like I said, we work other jobs, we have whole lives, and we put this in this as well. And we try to do the best that we can in making it priority and putting out work for three years now. And sometimes you can feel, whoo, this is hard work. I hope I hope this is getting into the hands of the people that we need it to. And this year we were actually really super humbled and fortunate to hear back another it was an update from a listener named Hazel. If you remember, she is a uh, beautiful unicorn from Scotland who is mixed and talking about how she heard our podcast and you know she's uh, at the time in high school, about to finish high school, listening to not being able to have a lot of community and listening to the show kind of gave that to her. I don't know. When I remember reading it first, it gave us all the feels. (laughs) It's very sweet. Uh, But Hazel, a year later, gave us an update. And she emailed us about what she's doing now. And yeah, Danny, did you want to read the email? Yeah, sure. I'll read it. Uh, You may or may not recall me emailing you previously. Wow, this is crazy. I just checked the date of my first email to you. It turns out I sent it exactly a year ago today. Is it fate? Yes, Hazel. Yes, it's fate. Indeed. (laughs) Anyway, in my email, I spoke of how I was struggling with living in Scotland and not having access to a Black or person of color community, and school was just awful for me. I'm happy to report that I have now left high school and and am on to much bigger and better things. I have also found a youth group called Intercultural Youth Scotland that is for Black and Brown youth. It is safe to say that IYS has changed my life. And she shared IYS's website with us, and we'll be sure to throw that in our show notes. The main reason I'm writing to you is to share that I have produced a piece with the BBC about Black history and experiences in the Scottish school system. Last year, I won a competition, BBC Young Reporter, and as a result, I was able to bring my entry to life. Now for the cheesy bit. I honestly don't know if I would be where I am today without people like you, Danny and Damika, and podcasts, books, articles, etc. like yours. You and many others have given me the language to examine my feelings and in turn the confidence to speak my truth hazel this is so sweet (laughs) and also we're we're happy to share uh some of the information about uh hazel's piece that she worked Mm -hmm. on so yes yes hazel yes yes (laughs) i'm living for everything in this email i was like such a mama hen like i watched her little bbc i'm like that's her that's her 
yes, girl, get into this intrigue journalist realness. I was honestly, I was tears streaming down my little tired cheeks. I honestly, I was going to absolutely burst. Yeah. So proud. So, so proud. (laughs) <laughs> yes. And so this is exactly exactly what Domingo is saying. This is knowing that we have people out there who are impacted by what we're doing is overwhelming and amazing yeah. and definitely makes us feel like we're <laughs> doing something. Um, so we're so glad and we're so glad to hear updates on what you all are doing and excited that that we can be a, a stepping stone for something, for something bigger and better things. So thank you, Hazel. Thank you for sharing this with us. Oh, I appreciate it so much. We wrote her back in with all the gushiness. And honestly, we love updates. I'm a sucker for it. I love seeing how people are doing. I think it's it's important to check in. And I would I it will we encourage Hazel and we encourage anyone else is doing that. This is so great. And we're so glad you're finding the the safety and feeling encouraged and supported, but always make sure you're self-caring, make sure that you're clinging to community, making sure you're having people who like fill your cup up and take care. Hazel is, she's a, a young woman and going out into this world and doing what we, we keep saying is the work. Something I wish I would have had someone tell me is making sure you're you get to breathe. You get to repair. And the work is always going to be there. We talk about it. The work is not going anywhere. But I do think to protect my own mental health and my own safety, which would ultimately lead me to go further and do better work. Uh, mm. I just I just wish I would have had moments of stillness. We talked about in our uh, our toolkits about sisterhood and and finding that and finding that refuge with, with people, uh, like-minded people within that. I kind of wish I would have made that more of a priority earlier in my life. So for those who are going out there, so proud. And like Danny said, we're just so like humbled and blown away that we could have anything to do with any of this. But but with that, making sure you're caring for yourself in this, this work is so difficult and can be even lonely and so challenging and complicated and complex. So please take care of yourself too. Yes. So Yes. Abrupt change. <laughs> I realized I was like, I'm like, please don't talk about my hypocrisy, Danny. No. <laughs> Abrupt change. I won't go there. But I do want to, before we put a put a little bow on and stick it on our shelf, 2021. I don't know if you if you know about this thing. So in Japan, they do this thing where they choose a kanji character for the year. And they've been doing it for like 27 years or something. And so like the kanji for the year was keen. And I don't know why I'm drawing it in the air. It's like but I'm always my reaction. Yeah, I, um, but it, it's the character for gold. And so that was the choice for 2021. And so part of that was because they won so many gold medals at the Olympics and all this stuff. And then I know like various different dictionaries offer a word for the year. So like dictionary.com chose allyship as the word. Merriam-Webster chose vaccine. Oxford Dictionary chose vax. So, So there's like all these choices for like word of the year. And so I'm wondering what you think the word of biracial unicorns year should be. Ooh. 
Oh, no. Let's think. I guess complicated would be way too easy. (laughs) (laughs) Always. 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 Uh, Let's let's go with uh, intersectional. Cool. I like it. I like that. I feel with some of I think our some of our content had a little bit more uh, intersectionality. We could always do more. So it's like acknowledging what we've done while desiring for more. Yeah, there. Were, yeah, yeah. I I stand I stand firm in that. I I'm firm. Cool. I love final it. answer. What about you, Boo? No, I like intersectional. I think we should go with that. Yeah. 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 I like intersectional. Mm. I, I think I'm going st- to, I stand firm in that. I feel it's a good reflection. So I love, I love that. That's a really good idea. Well, we talked about themes instead of resolutions, but you know, we'll be here all day. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> all right. Well, do we want to talk about the upcoming year or should we just like move into happy place? Let's, I don't know, let, let's, let's save, let's, let's hold back a little bit for, for those listening. Let's, let's jump into happy place. All right, Tamika, what is your happy place? My happy place is non resolution resolutions. That's my happy place. No, I'm just. <laughs> Awesome. Ex- explain explain <laughs> what a non-resolution resolution is. Oh no. I mean I mean half of me is just just joking, but I, I think just just kind of being okay with that I am where I am at. Like it's okay to have goals. I think it's really I think it's exciting to have goals and things of that nature, but also just kind of being gentler with with myself and my own expectations. But I think if I had to pick like for real, things that are just bringing me absolute, absolute joy. I don't, I, reading, believe it or not, I'm saying reading. I was, I had a little break from school and I got some really amazing books from, from my husband who went and got them from BIPOC bookstores. Like he went and found them in our, in our area and he went and he got them for me. And that means a lot to me. And so I have some really great books, great journals, things of that nature from there. And I just, that just really brings me joy that I get to read for delight and pleasure. And it's been, feels like it's been so long. So you forget how enjoyable it can be. So yeah. Were they Christmas gifts? They were Christmas gifts. Did you celebrate Yola Bokeflod? <laughs> I'm not nearly as cool nor nerdy as you, though I though I probably should have. <laughs> it's the um, Icelandic Christmas Eve practice of exchanging books and then just reading books all night. I love that. I actually, I think I heard that in another podcast about that actually, and I was like, oh, that's that's Danny's holiday. It is. We our Christmas this year was a little different because we had guests, but we normally let. My daughter open up one gift on Christmas Eve, and it's normally a book. And we normally we'll read it that night before bed. Yeah, so. my my Yola Boca Float book was <laughs> a book about the history of some Manzano Mountain towns, which is oh. where my family is from. So it was a very exciting book. Oh, that's supposed to be so good! Oh, that sounds amazing. But yes, those are my two books and non-resolution resolutions. Just themes. Just themes. Nice. 
my happy place is electric blankets. Mm. Because I am full on in hibernation cocoon mode. <laughs> I love it. I'm just letting all Danny told me about an electric blanket she got. And when I told, I went on a hunt. I found one. I found one that was big enough and it has like dual control with it. Nice. Um, I'm fully, I'm full, Danny has me hooked on all electric blankets. It's, it's awesome. I'm, I'm all about that, like, not space heaters per se, but that, that like space heating uh, <laughs> style. Like, I don't need to heat the whole house. I just need to heat the area that I am in. Yeah, just, just here. You all can't see our hands. Just like, just, yeah, just right here. Just, just her, just here. I get that. You know what I love? Because we had snow here, obviously. My favorite part about being cold is getting warm again. Like sometimes I'll only get cold so I can eventually get warm. Uh, here's where I disclose how old I am. That hurts my joints. <laughs> and that makes me worried because I'm only in my 30s. What is that in the future? But then I remember it's not going to be cold in the future. That's fine. <laughs> and you and I can just sit there in our water wards remembering when we used to be cold and being like, remember when we used to be so cold? You'd have to have like electric blankets. You're like, yeah, I remember. <laughs> While we're just like in linen, yeah. <laughs> just sweating. The so. future is linen, <laughs> girl. If we don't you start heard putting it here our first, <laughs> if we don't start putting our stocks into linen, you're behind the curve. It's true. Put all your all your crypto coins into linen, quick, <laughs> quick. <laughs> Drop those NFTs. Invest in linen. We're gonna GameStop this bee. <laughs> Diamond hands to the moon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that also happened this year. So, <laughs> what a nut year! Yeah, but it is a new year and yes. new things await, and yes. we will hopefully be with you through this new year. We definitely want to hear from you all the things that you would like us to talk about. If you have questions, if you need advice, if, if you have topics you would like covered, please let us know. You can reach us via email, biracialunicorns at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram. I'm like, what is that called? Meta? Facebook and Instagram <laughs> at biracialunicorns. And we're on Twitter at biracialmagic. We would not be where we are now <laughs> without our support system. And that would be Dolly Pop from Dolly Pop Art, who's done our very iconic unicorn photo. Follow her stuff, please. We also want to say thank you to Joseph Scott, who's done our gorgeous intro, outro music. A big shout out to Sosmic Photography, who's done some photos of us. You need a village, right? You you need people around you. We just want to be so thankful for those who have been around to help us support us and get this information out there. And, you know, while you're listening to us, you know, you're on your phone or devices anyway, we would really appreciate if you'd write us a review. It helps us get through the machines of the algorithm, you know, and it just helps get this information to those who need to hear it to all the hazels of the world. We really need your help to do that. So write us a really positive, strong review. And also, if you feel so inclined, if the holidays weren't too much for you, you could tuck us a little coin get us a cup of coffee. It just helps store our our material, helps proverbially keeps the light on. We do not profit from this. This is just to keep the information out there. So any help would be really appreciated. 
Yes. And then also, we we teased this on our last episode, but we would love to hear specifically about what home Ooh. means to you. What is home? How do we find home? And you can you can reach us all the previous mentioned ways, but what I would really love is to get some listener voicemails in here and oh, we, we could play some on the show if we have some. And so you can uh, shoot us a voicemail at 505-585-1808. That's 505-585-1808. I need to make that into a jingle before I get too busy. <laughs> I need to make that into it. I just love it. Have you, I know, I know you're too, you're, you're so smart. You're not on TikTok because you love your brain cells, but they've done the uh, 800 Empire. Like that jingle <laughs> is like now a trap song and I am, I'm here for it. And I think we need to do that with our number too. So just give me, give me some time. Well, if you, uh, if you want to start a biracial unicorns TikTok page, <laughs> you have my blessing. What would I? I'm so old. No one wants to see that. No, like I'm. So, for those who are older than me and on TikTok, bless you for like your confidence in life. I, I just I feel my age when I am on social media. Like I feel it. Like I'm recipes, pictures of my dog and my daughter. That's the lane I'm allowed to stay in. And in my mid 30s, like I don't know who's to say. Maybe I'll get bold this year. Maybe it will be a whole new, fresher, more socially media etiquette. D'Amica. Who who's to say? Anything can happen. 2021, the year we got younger. <laughs> nope, it's 2022. I don't even know what year it is, D'Amica. <laughs> and so is is it do you think it's because of what's happening in the world? Or are we just old? Is this just what old people do? I think I it's both. I think it's all of it. It's not like I don't use the year in in dates like all the time for work. So I don't know what what is happening, but I I do think it's because we live on the event horizon of a black hole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that around the corner from the dystopian world or is it like do you pass it by on the way to? I think it's everywhere. It's <laughs> It's like Santa Claus. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's like that damn elf on the shelf. That's what he it is. He sees you when you're sleeping. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. Now no. you've, you've just pulled like, what is it um, from all the the movies where, oh, no, Peel movies where he just plays like popular songs. He just slows them down mm. and makes them really airy. I'll be there with the love that will. Yeah, that. Yeah. We'll just yep. do that. Perfect. More tangents for 2022. All right. Well, happy 2022. Happy New Year to you and yours. We want to hear from you. But most of all, we want you to be happy and safe and living your best unicorn life. Nay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back next week with a mini-sode and in two weeks with another full episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Peace out.